Ryan Bershinger, co-host with Bill Benson of the Legendary Swing Shift Podcast. It's time for Dodger Baseball. So you're a fan of a 500 baseball team. That's fun, isn't it? That's that's great. <laughs> Poverty. <laughs> this is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swing Shift RNB. Um, I think a good way to start this off is by uh, explaining what we have done in the last week plus and why it's actually a very interesting metaphor for uh, what the baseball season is. So last Monday, Bo and I recorded an episode. Um, your your uh, your podcast app is not wrong. We did not post it because we only got halfway through it. Um, we'll call it technical difficulties. That's the reason why we didn't. Yeah, finish technically that there episode. were difficulties to finish. There, it. <laughs> there were absolutely difficulties uh, within our technical processing of finishing the episode. But we didn't finish the episode, and we said, okay, um, it's fine. You know, we will pick it up again tomorrow. Well, that was on Monday, where uh, a lot of the content of the episode we were just about to get into just how much Max Muncy was struggling out of the gate. And then he proceeded to hit two home runs in San Francisco that night. <laughs> and so we uh, we come back to work the next day and we're like, ah, you know, it's kind of hard to just completely flip the script of this entire episode that we just recorded in which we had hinted at. We're going to talk about how much Muncie is struggling. And now we've got to say, well, actually, he just he just hit two home runs last night. And then he was benched because you have to hit three home runs to not be benched. And then... Um, he was it was against a lefty it was fine it was a scheduled day off they do these scheduled days off for people throughout the season that happens he probably should have remained in the lineup because he again hit two home runs the following night um so first of all i want to uh congratulate max muncie because quite frankly uh, his success is more important than us being able to uh record a uh continuous coherent episode so uh, good on you, Max, for for making us have to throw all of that into the trash. Um, but also, it is a testament to what early season baseball is like, right? It's very hard in general to be super reactionary and have overarching takes about baseball teams when you put their season into a microcosm of just a, a few games, a few series. That's why the postseason is pretty stupid, right? But uh, we were only like 10 games into the season at that point. It's hard to really uh, make statements about the state of the Dodgers. People were freaking out about Max Muncie because he couldn't hit a ball, and then he, he takes one trip to San Francisco, and suddenly he's like second in the NL in home runs. So that's baseball, right? Like this shit happens. Like this is how this sport goes. Um, Chris Taylor was struggling like crazy out of the gate. And over the last couple games, he and Muncie are like the only guys making contact in this Cubs series. And, uh, both of them have home runs like what Taylor's now at four. Uh, so when you look at the team where Max Muncie's leading the team in home runs and like Chris Taylor and Trace Thompson are tied with four, um, yeah, it's hard to really make these grandiose statements about the state of the team because things can flip on a dime especially early on in the season we're not done with april yet so i know people want to freak out but this is our very first initial early reminder that it's very early in the season so yes they are 500 at the time of this recording um 
we might, you know, have technical difficulties before the end of this episode again, and then we're recording tomorrow, and maybe they get shelled 20 to 2 by the Mets, and then <laughs> we're like, ah, oh, fuck, all right. Um, so, yeah, that's, in a nutshell, yeah, that's what two, this season's like. Two things. Um, we should use our powers uh, for good. Um, if Muncie and Taylor are going to, like, be semi-productive after we talk shit about them, mm-hmm. let's just cancel everything and just talk shit about uh, numbers 50 and 5. <laughs> Um, and number two, uh, yeah, at least we're not the fucking Padres, right? (laughs) How much they spend? $500 billion and they're below 500. (laughs) Clowns. Uh Absolute clowns. That's why you will never be, uh, more than little brother. Um, but yeah, numbers 50 and five. God damn. Those guys stink. We'll make big statements about the Padres, but but damn it, it's too early to make big statements about the Dodgers. Yeah, because Freddie Freeman was like hitting, he was hitting like 400 at the time of our last recording, and yeah. he's dropped 100 points in, in batting yeah. average. Yeah. Um, again, they uh, their WAR combined is point uh, one more than Max Muncy's solo WAR right now. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious that's that's because again oh i'm sorry uh, you know what that's that's wrong uh mookie and muncie okay. have the same war right now yes um and freddie is uh freddie's worth 0.2 war so uh that's cool that's good so yeah that's that's kind of where we're at right like this is how so one thing that i had uh, mentioned in this lost recording that we're just not going to bother with because again like a, a it was instantly out of date and we would have had to retcon the entire episode um but for the first week of the season speaking of technical difficulties uh I ran into some major problems through the first week of the season and this was another reason why I was like you know what I'm good with us not just just not doing this episode um so for the first week of the season I was unable to watch the Dodgers um now this is because uh as we all know the Dodgers uh on cable are only available through Spectrum and uh through DirecTV um and some other weird cable outlets that no one actually has uh, if, if you don't have those means of watching the Dodgers, then you have to resort to creative means. And I have been using creative means over the last couple seasons. My family has an MLB TV account, which is paid for. They, they pay very nicely for. But of course, with MLB TV, you pay all this money and you can't watch the team that's actually in your region because, God forbid, you're a fan of a team in your region. So... In order to watch the Dodgers through MLB TV, I have to, uh, again, paid for, pay for this other service that... Um, yeah, FBI right here. Look, I've already admitted to it. And quite frankly, this is a it is a, a system that was written about in the Los Angeles Times. Not not only is it Jover for you, you're also by done. <laughs> uh, the LAPD is triangulating your location right now. <laughs> Um, Mr. Manfred, I'm I'm here and I'm guilty. So you know what? Come at me. Fine. Use your 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 insane financial means to 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 waste your time and and shutting me down. But I use this system, um, that uh you know metaphorically puts my computer somewhere in Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, so uh, by doing so, uh, I'm able to watch the Dodgers now. I ran into a major problem 
over the first week of the season where I had to email back and forth with this company trying to figure out why it was that suddenly this wasn't working for me. It worked through all of spring training. It's worked for the past couple years. Long story short, it was a technical thing where because of the new apartment complex I live in, it's got a new, a different internet system where it's a community internet system. So it's using a second layer of IP that I had to go into the router and disable. And um, now I am just uh, completely vulnerable to any and all cyber attacks. But hey, it's worth it because I get to watch the Dodgers. And this is the kind of stuff I go through to watch the team. So you're welcome, Rob Manfred. You see, if, if we could just watch them on MLB TV and not have these dumb local blackouts, then, you know, I wouldn't be suddenly uh, uh, hijacked by, you know, some some office somewhere in, in India that, that wants to just take all my information. But, hey, it's going to happen now and that's fine. Um, so, yeah, because of that, I didn't get to watch much of the first week of the season. So uh, it was hard for me to have pretty big takes about the first week. So. We throw that that episode into the trash. We throw it into the past. And we take a look at this team now, just a couple weeks into this young season. Um, again, like if we had recorded last Monday, we, talk, we would have talked about how the pitching had been a surprising issue in terms of the way the bullpen was, was operating. Where like everybody in the bullpen was struggling, except for like Phil Bickford. Um, Bo, you had a, a very... Uh, few choice words for uh bruce dark Gratterall. yeah god it still do he sucks he's <laughs> trash i have no respect um but of course over this last series with the cubs the the bullpen actually pitched pretty well overall the pitching was was good and even michael grove pitched well and that was a big point that we had last week is that Michael Grove is not a major league pitcher and he pitched pretty well in this series. It started, it went, it went pretty damn well. So, um, yeah, suddenly the bullpen wasn't as much of an issue, but the offense was an issue where everybody was struggling at the plate again. So it's hard for me to say that this is just who the team is because it's still so young so early into the season we've still got a whole lot to go um there are still regular starters who haven't played a month's worth of major league baseball yet you know with with james outman and miguel vargas we're still they're still getting their footing and they've done a pretty damn good job uh vargas has had some defensive miscues over the last week and it's starting to look like maybe it is a concern about him being an, an everyday second baseman long term um but offensively he's been he's been good uh he gets on base like crazy because he learned the value of not swinging in spring training which is awesome james outman has very real power he's got uh, real defensive ability um he's got five tool potential like it's been great to see just how good james outman has been out of the gate but we're going to go through growing pains with the younger guys we're going to go through struggles because we're relying on veterans who are hopefully hopefully trying to regain some form jason hayward's hit three home runs which is fantastic um unfortunately miguel rojas uh really really can't hit which is not great um and and even then, like his defense is still like not overcoming the fact that he really, really, really can't hit right now. Um, David Peralta has had some struggles at the plate, but then he had that huge walk off the other night, which was awesome. And that's where that sort of veteran presence comes in with uh, Peralta. Yeah. Um, I just I don't I will never. 
be a fan of what they did this offseason. I thought it was lame. I, I just they went into the tax anyway to sign those guys and it just it has not moved me <laughs> one ounce like at all. It and it just blew up in their face like immediately with Lux getting hurt and yeah. then Miguel Rojas hurting his hamstring. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you're you're back to the point where you're scrambling to like play Chris Taylor at shortstop. And like Michael Bush is he's OPSing like nine sixty or something like that in AAA. Yeah. Like just if you're gonna go like with the youth stuff, then go with the youth stuff. Don't half ass it. Yeah, but the the problem right now is like where would Bush play if he was in the majors? Well, that's he's been all over the place. Yeah. Uh, he, he he looked good at third, uh, but he's only been there twice. Yeah. Um. I. But again, I don't know. I ideally, I just would not have signed Peralta and JD Martinez, and I would have just put Muncie at DH and kind of let Bush play third or let Taylor play third and put Bush in the outfield. Like whatever. I don't know. I just. I think the idea of signing those older guys for one season, I don't know. I feels very aimless to, for a team that always has a plan. And I think that that kind of goes into what I think my main concern is with this team right now. Um, I think as a whole, I think it's fair to say that some of the struggles out of the gate can be attributed to the fact that the game is a little bit different now. We talked about prior to the season, you know, the Dodgers shifted more than any team yeah. in the majors. Um, now, again, the shift isn't entirely dead because you can push the second baseman to the shortstop all the way to basically second base, but you can't put them in the outfield grass. You can't put three guys on one side. I think that maybe you could look at, and I don't know, you would, you might have to like really go into numbers to figure out whether or not this is true. So I might just be speaking out of out of turn here, but I think that there's there's very real possibility that because of the way the Dodgers have operated for years and the ways that they've that they've targeted relievers who throw in certain ways and taught them to pitch in certain ways, maybe part of that was them teaching guys to pitch to defensive optimization so when you can't optimize the defense anymore these pitchers might be more prone to struggling also the pitch clock itself is is inherently anti-pitcher right like the ways that a lot of guys operate is that they need they need to work at their own pace when you're putting a clock on guys you're forcing them to work at an artificial pace and by that I mean, you know, not their own pace. Um, so when you look at, and also the fact that the Dodgers have like less, I think they're they're at the bottom of the league in stolen bases. I'm assuming I haven't looked at the numbers, but I know they've only they've got like single digits. Yeah, that would track. So that's another thing where for years they haven't prioritized having that level of speed and aggressiveness on the base paths. Now in a in a game where stealing bases is easier than it has been in a very long time and it's way more advantageous to try to run because not only yes the 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 couple inches on the bases being bigger is actually a thing that matters like uh, that we've seen plenty of bang 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 plays throughout our lives watching baseball where if if the base was a couple inches closer to the hand that guy's safe also because of the way the pitch clock is 
uh, runners can get better timing on pitchers. They can also read their moves easier. They also know that they are limited in the way that they can and how many times they can step off and throw. So when the game has shifted at these micro levels and the Dodgers have optimized their roster and the way that they've taught their players and the ways that they've scouted and developed, now suddenly they have to shift that entire process as well. I don't think we should be surprised when we see all of the relievers kind of struggling out of the gate, where maybe there's one or two ground balls that would have been played if the optimal shift was on. I I think that that's something to think about. So... I think as as a whole, the league was going to go through some growing pains with these new rules because while they seem small, they're absolutely leaving a huge impact on on the game itself. Every game is a half hour shorter, um, and scoring is up, and stolen bases are way up. Like these are things that matter. So it is possible that the Dodgers simply weren't fully prepared. Because they've they have prepared their team to operate in a certain way, and now they have to adjust to that. So there will be some struggles that come along with that. That that would be the theme of their offseason. Not prepared. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to put it. Um one one interesting, you know, piece of news over the last few days was the fact that Will Smith suddenly was out. Yeah, what for the a hell, bit. man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he was uh, put on the seven-day concussion injured list, which is uh, odd and concerning, <laughs> definitely concerning. Um, but Dave Roberts made the point that you know he had passed his his initial tests, like it, it didn't. Well, if there's any doctor I trust, it's uh, Doctor <laughs> Dave Roberts. I call him Doc. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm very excited to learn just when Will Smith pass, passed away tragically. <laughs> That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, hopefully Will is fine. Hopefully this is not something severe. They said that he's he's uh, he's improving every day, and I I don't want to I don't want to speculate that they you know faked killed it. him. <laughs> they they that they somehow finagled him onto a seven day injured list instead of a ten day by making the case that oh yeah it's definitely a concussion because he's kind of sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It hurts when he's in a bright light. So, <laughs> um, but uh, well, as a corresponding move, they signed Austin Wims as their backup catcher. Um, sure. Yeah, you know he's he's a, a a human being who can play catcher in the in the majors. All right. There you go. There you have it. Uh, <laughs> I know some people like saw this news and they're like, well, Diego Cartaya is tearing it up. Why not call up Cartaya? Why not even Hunter Fiducia? Um, because you don't want to start these guys, you know, MLB service time to yeah. like, play maybe two games. Like, Yeah, and Hunter, Hunter Fiducia has got some business to take care of back in Napoli, so he's, he's out. <laughs> He'll be back soon. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, so that was a pretty simple answer. They were able to move Alex Reyes to the the sixty day, which you know they they could have done at any point. Uh, so that opened up the forty man. You throw in Austin Wims, and he's going to play in his first game against the the Mets here. And I don't know if it's his first game in general. It might be. A, a, I don't I don't know a damn thing about Austin Wims. I'm going to be no. Honest. I have no idea. I have uh, just, no idea. Listen. 
you know, I follow baseball dearly. Please don't question my You know, you have such little idea about this guy that you don't even know what his name is. It's not Austin Wims, is it? It's Austin Wins. Jesus Christ. That's fine. I mean, it kind of, if you squint, <laughs> two ends next to each other look like an M, so I can understand it. That's that's exactly why. Yeah. That's, it uh, is, it this is, is actually a good point. This is, um, we're actually sponsored by Lens Crafters, so <laughs> everyone make sure you go get your eyes checked out. Um, I just figured it was a signing on a whims, so. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right. That's it. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm deleting this one as yeah, well. Yeah, God. <laughs> we're, oh, we're no. Not uh, this shit. Uh, someone's here. I, I can't record it. Like, they're here. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Oh, the playoff game is starting. I, I gotta go, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Um, one one last point I want to make about the Dodgers, which transitions nicely into a into a full another uh, baseball point instead. Um you had mentioned that yeah Michael Bush is hitting really well in triple A. Um I also just want to point out that like so is everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like to, to the if you go and look up the the numbers for the Oklahoma City Dodgers right now, yeah, Luke Williams is is ripping the ball. Um uh, guys are putting up insanely huge numbers. Um and the pitching numbers are awful. And I know that like after Gavin or excuse me after Michael Groves bad second start people wanted Gavin Stone up instantly I hate to break it to you but go look at Gavin Stone's ERA in AAA to start the season it's it's not good and I don't know I don't know what's going honestly like the the balls are probably juiced again right oh well yeah no there's no doubt and probably especially everywhere. for something like AAA yeah like that's they're trying simply just to like get fans to go to the game so yeah why, why not just make sure that everybody is just hitting dingers after dingers <laughs> after dingers like that's come on yeah so then that way when you put a, a perennial mvp candidate who isn't even in his prime yet who uh is you know still has some steroid muscles in his arms uh down in triple a he's just gonna mash like crazy so that way people are watching a little bit of triple a right uh yeah yeah who it's Barry Bonds back Barry Barry's back baby let's go <laughs> gonna finally get into that up in Reno trying finally getting into that uh, Hall of Fame uh yeah so Fernando Tatis Jr. has like I think it was like eight home runs in seven games or it was seven and eight I don't know if I flipped the two yeah it's, I, obviously it's I can't a lot read today so he had know. like three in one game or something like that yeah yeah he's in, in that game too like again to to my point like. That that team had like seventeen runs at the time of Tatis's third home run. Like like so I don't know what that game ended in. But it just from casual observation, it seems like offensive numbers everywhere in AAA are gigantic. But that's you know, only me observing the Dodgers AAA affiliate and yeah. some highlights that Tatis is. Sounds like you're scared to me, I don't know. I'm very scared. You're- <laughs> Your the team's this team's gonna add a uh, Fernando Tatis to a, a roster with Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and uh, you Darvish and Blake Snell. Like they've got to they've got to have like at least fourteen wins already, right? <laughs> no way they've been just as piss bad as the Dodgers. Listen, no fucking way. Listen, man, they had to play the Diamondbacks too, right? Like, uh, they get yeah, it. hey, they get they're, <laughs> they're, they're a good team. What else? What do you say? I. <laughs> Can we like can we not do this whole like well they haven't played anybody yet like when we're talking about teams like right 
Holy, the Rays are 14 and 2. That's cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't care who they played. Like, it's baseball. And they lost two in a row to the Blue Jays. So, like, yeah, that's that's what happens. But they won, f- what, 12 games before they lost one? Like, uh, it's so boring. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, yeah, Tatis, he's good. We all know he's good. Also, like, that one guy that, <laughs> that one Giants minor leaguer that was like, wow, I got taken deep by a steroid user. Like, <laughs> That's what should happen for the rest of his career. Yes. That's just how it should be. <laughs> that and I we we both are fans of the guy. Like yeah. when he's oh, not yeah. playing the Dodgers, we're both fans of Tatis. Yeah. So like it, it's so funny like but that's just what should follow him the rest of his career. Yeah. It was a shame that that guy was forced to delete that tweet because Did they, Padre, they really forced yeah, him to delete he, it. He well because Padre fans kept going after him. Oh, of course. And kept because... bringing up the fact that he's a AAA pitcher, which, yeah, he knows that. Yeah. <laughs> so what, does everyone. I, what are you doing besides waking up at 6 a.m. to go catch some waves before you got to go bag groceries? <laughs> or, I, I don't know, sell clothes at Forever 21 or something? Uh, I love that that guy had tweeted that. I, yeah, that's it's great. So funny. No, it, it, they're. Should have just left it up, man. Just mute that conversation. Yeah. Like, that's too good. Yeah. And yeah, in fairness, yeah, this is like you know going to be the highlight of your career in in a bad way, and and but just lean into it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that guy was, yeah, he's 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 probably not getting out of AAA, but uh, but you know, I whatever you got rocked by Fernando Tatis, that's yeah, Tatis dude, should be hitting at this level in AAA. Padres fans are like the least vicious people on Twitter, <laughs> like they're like little Pomeranians. <laughs> Uh, 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 Steve Phillips, uh, you know, aka Stone Phillips, the uh, the former GM. I saw him say on Stadium earlier. He's like Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to get some MVP votes because look at the way he's hitting in AAA. Yeah, no shit, really. <laughs> Probably from voters like you that don't actually watch games or care about things. Like, of course he's going to. He's a good player. What what are we doing here? <laughs> but yeah, to your point, like. The steroid thing should be mentioned. You know what he's not going to get is Hall of Fame votes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if the, or if he does, then it's time to just tear down the wall and get all the guys in there. Like right. that, those are the two options here. Right. So, and again, I think he still should get Hall of Fame votes. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's just going to follow him for the rest of his career. That's just how it goes. Um, Sorry to say. Yeah, this is, I mean, people get so worked up over the beginning of the season in general. You know, I, I there's a lot of people who uh, are tweeting one day that Max Muncy absolutely cannot be in the lineup, and then yeah. he hits two home runs that night, and they're like, oh, whoops, <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, no, you kind of, like, this is how the beginning of the season is, and it sucks. Obviously, like, there are... Uh, there are reasons to be concerned as a whole because, for example, tonight is their their first game against the Mets. Uh, uh, batting cleanup is Chris Taylor, who um, uh, less than a week ago, you and I had a conversation saying that Chris Taylor I- I'm, shouldn't be anything more than a utility infielder at this point. In ter- like a backup infielder, like that was my belief just a few days ago is that Chris Taylor has had been so bad because like. The problem with Chris Taylor is that his struggles go all the way back to mid-August of last yeah. year, where he was hitting like 170 since then. 
Um, and you know, it's, he still hasn't gotten that over 200 since then, obviously. But he's batting like 154. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he's made contact with a couple that have gone out, and suddenly we're like, all right, maybe Chris Taylor can be kind of in the lineup sometimes. Uh, quite frankly, as as a whole. Like if if Taylor continues to kind of struggle like this, he really should be seen as at most a bench infielder. Yeah. Uh, this tweet is from uh, Blake Harris, yep. who we definitely did not subtweet just moments ago. <laughs> uh, Chris Taylor has a six worth batting average in baseball, and he's hitting cleanup today. He's hitting one thirty five. Uh, Chris Taylor has only five hits, but has more RBI than Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Both of these things are true. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's funny. Like we said, I I do trust those guys to actually you know turn it around because they're good baseball players. Yes. Uh, I think the funniest thing about Dodgers Twitter, and like uh, maybe we can just end it on this note because it's perfect. Uh, every time you go into like one of these tweets by some Dodgers beat writer, there is a like greater than 75% chance that David Wall will have replied <laughs> who is of course Jacob Wall's dad um how has that guy not been bullied off the internet yeah well this is of interest to you and me but he yeah. is followed by George Reister our our good friend George <laughs> Reister um there's no way like George there's no way George agrees with a single thing that guy no, says no i i but, cannot may, i don't know I don't know, but he might like, agree yeah. with his Dodger takes, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> outside of that, I don't think. So. Yeah, I, it's always just, and I always like to see the people that don't know who he is, like innocently reply to him, like, "Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. That's crazy." I always just want to be like, "Where's your son? <laughs> is he at the liberal hipster coffee shop right now? Is the liberal hipster coffee shop in the room with you?" <laughs> He's um. Is he one of those guys in the uh, what's it called the January sixth uh, uh, the the choir? The, the, the <laughs> he guy, might be the guys who get up and sing the national anthem he, every morning he might be <laughs> oh shit he's he's pulling out all the he's going at fox news wow david roll oh wow. damn dude oh we got his dodger tweet see dude this is this is fucked up i agree with him here no no the dodgers organization was fully aware dave roberts was a horrible manager after one year <laughs> here we are seven years later and they still employ him still employ him if you spend your hard-earned money on this team, you are to blame. David, will please come on this show. <laughs> sir, sir, would you like to talk about the Dodgers? <laughs> uh, you have this open platform. Yeah, I'm sure he would love anybody else who was the manager. I'm sure he'd be very civil and happy about it. God, it's so he's so cool. You, it, As long as you talk about the Dodgers, we can do a segment on like Bud Light or something. I, I promise you, Mr. Wall. <laughs> Oh, God. I That's so... F- I don't want to go fully on, on that tangent. It's just so fucking funny no, that, that we, they're yeah, still we got, screaming about Bud Light. They're yeah, no, still yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, I Yeah. I had a Bud Light <laughs> on Saturday, and I was feeling a, a little more... A uh, little more than I already do sometimes, so... Uh, it's definitely... there's They're definitely putting something in the water. It's... Uh, like Alex Jones says, they're, they're putting something in the water. <laughs> Uh, this would be the Bud Light piss water, though. <laughs> it's so it's so insane. Uh, I I love it. Like, dude. and did you see like Donald Trump Jr. was like, guys, please don't cancel Bud Light. It's <laughs> it's an American beer. We love it. Like, that's their friendly fire. Is like, oh god, they're fucking up the Bud Light, and, and it's like the smallest little dip ever. And it's just like, what are we gonna do, if guys? We've Bud Light has fallen. <laughs> oh god. 
So yeah, David Wall, please come on the show. David fucking Wall. I will. Can you just DM him from the show's Twitter account? He's got to have open DMs. <laughs> just be like, I have information that will lead to the arrest of Joe Biden, and also we can talk about it on this podcast. Oh <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. I don't know if we have enough followers to get his attention. Ah, uh, come on. There's no way. <laughs> Uh, we didn't get Kendall Williams' attention. That's the one time we tried to DM somebody <laughs> from the Swing Shift Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, hey. Hey, dog. Why not? You know, what up? It's all right. We've, we've had John Palmarosi. We're, we're big time. I, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap this up again. Like this is this is the nature of of early season. Like if we're getting, you can't get super worked up about the Dodgers or the in April. You can't get no, worked up. No, I give you. There's two things I give you guys permission to get worked up about with the Dodgers. Um, the bullpen, I don't trust it at all. You never should any bullpen, but especially this mm. one. And Dave Roberts, he's he's he stinks. But like, so do like forty other managers in baseball. Yeah. So right. like, it's it's not unique. Yeah that's in terms of micro takes that i've had um like uh the weekend before last where like in the ninth inning um he he put in uh austin barnes for was it for hayward because he because a lefty was on the well, mound yeah. um and and yeah we we have we have short time but I will say uh, that quote that he had after that game where they only scored one run mm-hmm. where he was just like basically admitted to waving the white flag like that's the lamest thing I've ever seen a manager say like he should have been fired immediately <laughs> you don't say that even if even if that's how you feel don't say it yeah that's yeah. so stupid yeah yeah you can't you can't and also like I don't have a problem with with employing you know lefty righty matchups I I think that that's fine and good strategy I do have a problem with Dave thinking that Austin Barnes is good enough to pinch yeah it. yeah <laughs> Because there was that one game where, like, he sent Barnes up there with Max Muncy behind him with the bases loaded. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Austin Barnes should never be used as a pinch hitter. He should only be used as a backup catcher, then that's it. Yeah, okay. This is this is also good. We're going to get uh, we're gonna get a podcast feud going right now, so... <laughs> David Wall and a podcast feud. <laughs> let's find... Let's brainstorm a way to bring these together. <laughs> we can have a seven-man show. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I... Barnes is a is a perfectly fine backup catcher. He's he's a good defensive catcher. He's he he can catch Kershaw well. He can't hit, and he really can't now. Like <laughs> like he wasn't a good hitter for a while, and he's really not right now. So, um, <laughs> anyway, last last thing I want I just I know that. Blink's performance at Coachella was important to you, and I oh, just wanted yeah, to ask if you wanted to say anything about that. Uh, nostalgia overload. Uh, I'm very excited to actually go see them live. Uh, I never got the chance to see the original lineup together, but I did see like Skiba Blink four or five times, and they were still good, but mm-hmm. it's just different when it's Tom and Mark and Travis, and the banter was all there. Um, just talking with our, our dear friend Brandon Trufa, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 people the crowd that was there did not deserve to have that be the first I agree show for Blink in yes. nine years like that was horrible uh, yes yeah I, I, I wanted to wanted to, like they were so dead but then of course when they start playing I miss you like that's the song that all those like, fucking oh, Gen Z dickheads oh. know and they lose their minds like <laughs> god damn it man god yeah, uh, yeah. but it, like yeah knowing Travis's issues with flying and all that stuff mm-hmm. and obviously Mark's cancer issues like. Uh, very cool to see them all back together. That was like Blink was my favorite band as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, very stoked to go see them live and probably going to try to go more than once, which don't tell my wife that. <laughs> um, one thing I want to say about the Coachella crowd is when when Knocked Loose was included on that lineup, I, I was I was already writing all of my jokes about the about Knocked Loose at Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> did you see any of the clips of them playing? No, I did not. It's fucking phenomenal. Like their their crowd was fantastic. Like, and and so I give you credit if you were at Coachella and you saw Knocked Loose, thank you because that crowd is is incredible. Like, it's it's I it is a legitimate hardcore set at Coachella. Like what time was, what time did they play? They played late last night. Oh, there you Sunday go. Night. Everybody's already rolling. <laughs> They're just having a good old time. Coachella is always tough because everybody's there to see the headliners, so it's. This yeah. was such a weird headlining year. It was what Bad Bunny, Blackpink, and Frank Ocean, which yeah. uh, Frank Ocean's set sounded hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I don't like that doesn't lend well to like Blink One Eighty Two playing a surprise set or like Knocked Loose. But if the crowd was into it, that's good, man. It's good. Yeah, I think it like it's a legitimately great moment for hardcore in general. Like it was, it, it was that good. Like the, the crowd was, was that into it. Uh, like, I, and I'm yeah, very I, impressed. When I saw Blink was playing, man, I got such extreme FOMO that I, I'm probably gonna have to try to go next year. <laughs> oh, which was, that, that means that we're going to get COVID 24 next year. So everybody be ready oh, for yeah. that. There we go. <laughs> well, um, ass life can play us out because they've got a new album out. Ass Life is back, baby, and hopefully they will get to play Coachella. Yeah, when, yeah. When is Ass Life gonna like bring us to a show? They, I don't know if Ass Life remembers that we use their music. Uh, I, I, I have to, I have to text Andy again and just, just to like, just to double yeah, you check. Re-up like, that hey, deal. now that you guys like, because I thought that they stopped and now they actually like made another album, and so I gotta, I gotta double check with Andy if this is cool. I'm sure it is, but you know, it, it'll be fine. But, uh, but. Yeah, there's 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 probably some legalese that say that I gotta <laughs> I gotta reconfirm every once in a while that we're allowed to use their music like this. So, uh, but we always thank you to the house band Ass Life and check out their new album. I believe it's on their Bandcamp. So go on to Instagram. You can go to their their Bandcamp. Um, this is Swing Shift. My name's Ryan Bershinger. He's Bo Benson. Uh, check out our Instagram and uh, Twitter at Swing Shift RNB. Uh, until next time. Uh, remember, it's just April baseball. We got a whole lot of time to go. So uh, let's just have some fun. Yeah. Uh, almost football season, guys. Keep your heads up. <laughs> if you're a Rams fan, I'm a, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're a Chargers fan, uh, well, you got Justin Herbert. And if you're a fan of some other random team, uh, may the light shine upon you. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>